0: The Pat Kenny Show
1: with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.
0: I that the absurdity of my show was you have all this palaver, all the lights, all some music, big band, and all that, and you put this poor devil at the top of the stairs, and said so the last word you said to him was "Go and enjoy yourself." Are you mad? Are you crazy? And even the even the the most uh, sanguine and the most experienced of, of people who came on the show, there's always a likelihood that the nerves would take over. One very famous politician, who I won't mention, walked down my stairs to the loudy down the band, and all that, the cheers of the assembly,
1: turned left and sat next to Laurie Holloway,
0: <laughs> my piano player. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> that could not have been nerves.
1: Uh, Michael Parkinson, the late Michael Parkinson, speaking on this programme about the chaotic and absurd nature sometimes of life televised chat shows. Um, Pat Kenny, the rather unusual uh, situation would be interviewing you on your own show and thank you for taking time out from your holidays uh, to talk about Michael Parkinson. He really was one of the best.
0: He was one of the best. I was very sad to hear the news this morning. Um, It's not so long ago since I interviewed him last. He uh, was doing a one-man show, which was very entertaining. Um, He had, you know, failed a little bit. He was a little enfeebled, but the mind was sharp as a pin, and the humor uh, as... uh, as waggish as ever. I mean, Michael, uh, he was one of the great originals because he came on television at a time when uh, received English was still the norm, you know, the BBC accent and so on. And he came at a time when they were beginning to see the the benefit of ordinary people being reflected in the voices of the people that they saw on television. Uh, So when he started life as a reporter in Granada, uh, it was unusual that he shouldn't sound, I suppose, uh, mid-Atlantic or Oxbridge, one or the other. They were the two accepted accents. Uh, but uh, not alone uh, was he received with uh, acclaim. A he went on to become one of the greatest uh, chat show hosts that uh, British television has seen. Two different spates. Uh, he started his uh, chat show, I think it was way back in the, the 80s, and then he broke off to... Uh, be one of the founding presenters of TVAM, if anyone remembers that particular adventure with Angela Rippon and uh, the historian Robert Key and uh, a number of other people, and then return to the chat show uh, circuit uh, to, I suppose, solidify his reputation. But he was never idle when things were quiet. He was off in Australia uh, doing a chat show there. Uh, He worked incessantly. Um, there are many things to remember about his chat show, far too uh, numerous to, to talk about here, but there were perhaps uh, four things, four memorable interviews. Megan Rhyme, he was interviewing her. She clearly did not like him. He, <laughs> I suppose, began not to like her quite visibly on television, and uh, literally they concluded the interview and she walked off. Um, Another memorable one was Muhammad Ali. And again, there was tension there. Michael asked Muhammad Ali to read a passage from his book. And uh, there was a huge tension there and he refused to do it. And the, the suggestion was that Muhammad Ali may well have been dyslexic and could not have read publicly like that in comfort. If you remember all the videos of Muhammad Ali or Cassius Clay, as he was originally known, he um, would recite poetry, uh, which he wrote himself. And it was all about whether he'd knocked the guy down in the first round or the fourth round or whatever. uh, And, uh, you know... That uh, didn't require him to read anything because he committed it to memory. So that was the second uh, moment of tension that I recall. The third, uh, famously, was Roy Hood, who used to have the Oh, an puppet, Emu. That's the right. Emu. <laughs> I remember. And, this. and Michael amazing. would say that of all the interviews he ever did, the most one, the most frequently asked about, was Emu, because Michael reacted to Roy Hood's arm, which was. Nemo! Oh, oh, <laughs> he reacted to that as if the creature was real and live. It was one of the most hilarious uh, things. And then I suppose the final thing that I remember about Michael's television output was the introduction to the greater world of Billy Connolly. Yes. Because... Billy Connolly uh, being a Glaswegian comedian, uh, salty, I think, is the word that might have been used uh, about the way uh, Billy's stage show went. But Michael uh, managed to uh, cultivate Billy Connolly into, if you like, family entertainment. And, uh, and that was quite an achievement. But Michael Michael's just a, a wonderful man, uh, a kind man. No, Nobody's fool. Um, and, you know, some of his more pointed interviews would demonstrate that. But he also, I suppose, introduced us to the notion that you could have very serious television and very, very funny television all within the same half hour or hour, or whatever the duration of the show yeah. might be.
1: It was incredible that he managed to do that. And he came from a generation, Pat, uh, that, like, obviously, Gay would have been up there and, and globally recognized, including by Michael Parkinson himself as being one of the best in the world. But well, when Gay you
0: look... and Michael knew each other in Granada. So yeah. th- that they had a, a, a common bond there that they both started in that regional ITV television uh, station. Uh, so they knew each other uh, from the very beginning of their broadcasting careers.
1: Yeah, and and the but the point is that that they went on to to cast the mould that others then followed into, and and you know it, it's such a pity when you look at the UK now. Um, we still have the late nature, whatever incarnation that's going to look like. We don't have that Michael Parkinson analytical mind, someone who can turn from a politician to a rock star. Uh, in the same way. It, 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 it's it's upsetting that it doesn't exist anymore. They seem to have kind of well, thrown well, away Graham, that mould.
0: You know, you know, I've interviewed Graham uh, on the show uh, many times and he said, you know, there is no place for gloom on the Graham Norton show. I mean, that's their philosophy. And I think it's great because, you know, when you tune on, uh, tune into Graham Norton, it's going to be entertainment all the way. Uh, whereas uh, the show that I hosted, uh, that Ryan has hosted, that Patrick is going to host, and that Gay famously hosted for 37 years, uh, that, um, you know, it would be light and shade. So a different kind of show, in a sense, a more demanding show because longer and, you know, many different moods to embrace throughout the duration of a a two-and-a-half-hour show. Um, But still, uh, I think Michael uh, helps, if you like, to, to, you know, mix the the spoonful of sugar to help the tougher medicine go down.
1: Yeah, and and we will miss that um, because... He still had it, as you pointed out. Even that little clip we heard there just goes to the core of uh, of what he was like at the divilment. Not too far from the surface. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to have a chat with us this morning on the passing of Michael Parkinson. Pat Kenny there uh, speaking about Michael Parkinson, who's died at the age of eighty eight. Eight hundred shows uh, of Parkinson, and there's clips flying up on social media. The Muhammad Ali one. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.